When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. With the largest snow and ice management fleet in the Midwest, Tovar delivers top-notch commercial sidewalk and parking lot clearing services, even in winter's worst weather conditions. With their 24-hour live office staff, certified meteorologists, and personal service, they are leaders in professional snow removal. To get a free estimate for snow removal on your site, go to baseball.tovarsnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR. That number again is 844-GO-TOVAR. Tovar Snow Professionals, Chicago's snow plowing Leader. Tovar is an equal opportunity employer. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in for giving back to those in need. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400. Club 400. We're going to Club 400. Radio. The Club 400 podcast is on the air. We are back. Are we back for good, William, or we what? Are back and better than ever. I mean, we're Ready like we're like do an episode, take three weeks off, <laughs> throw in a rerun, it's wait kinda, two more weeks. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? The quarantine. Yeah. Right? We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting... Oh, no. We're, we got to go back. Isn't that with life in general, you know? Yeah, Lately. everything in life. So, anyways, uh, it's great to be back, and uh, I'm going to announce right off the bat. We got an event coming up, William, which you can't be at, which really sucks. I know. Can't make them all. And we announced it uh, yesterday, actually, and we're going to tell you all about our times at the Wrigley View Rooftop, our experience up there, but we have an event August 13th, which is next Thursday. Cubs versus Brewers, 305. Wait, the Milwaukee Brewers? Yeah, the Brew Crew is back in the house, buddy. Yeah, they're and they're hurting right now, too. They are hurting. The uh, center fielder quit. About hurting is Yadier Yali, Molina right now, huh? He's out. Oh, jeez. That's a hit for the Cardinals. He's automatically gone for two weeks, basically. Right. Good for, and, uh, Good for the Cub. That's why it's going to be a weird year. You never know who's going to go down, and uh, who you know. There's going to be a lot of things that happen between be, by the time these sixty games are over with, and uh, hopefully we'll get to watch all sixty of them. But uh, yeah, I'm really proud to throw this event. Um, you know, it's probably going to be our only event we throw this year, most likely. Uh, so I was glad to try to to do something for the uh, the club, and uh, for all you guys out there. And I know it's a Thursday. I know it's 3 o'clock, but, like, it had to pretty much go by availability and cost, you know, because you're paying no matter what. You're pretty much paying 250 to get up there no matter when at the minimal. Uh, like Fridays and Saturdays are even higher, 350 400 and you got to remember they make all those taxes on top of it. So it's more than what they advertise when you check out. So, yeah, we're going to have a great time. 250 bucks gets you in the door, and uh, we're going to yeah, hopefully the weather. And uh, that's that's rock guys. Club four hundred, an event in quarantine, pretty much. So, and you know Club the social rooftop, right? social distancing rules uh, apply. And we'll talk about our experience up there, William. But uh, I want to talk real quick about um, opening day, my experience for opening day. And uh, I want to tell you, and we, I want to talk to you, William. It'll, it'll phase into that about. The uh, mood of Wrigleyville nowadays, especially during games. So yeah. I was lucky enough to get on a rooftop from our good friend Tom Warman, 
who actually uh, represented one of the rooftop owners in one of the lawsuits against the Cubs. So because uh, I think they won, okay. um, this guy likes Tom a lot, so he gave us some access to his roof. So it wasn't open, and obviously the views weren't great. But uh, we were up on a roof for opening day, and I'll tell you what. As much I was, I was, we had a great night and everything, but it was kind of almost a, a very awkward, sombering moment. Sombering moment. Something I hope I never, ever see again. I mean, you're talking about opening day on a roof, and all those roofs are not full at all. A lot of those roofs have been bought out by sponsors. And they're not packing them up there. You well, know? I think they're also all trying to social distance, too. Exactly. So even if you guys look on TV, you're not going to see hev- heavily populated roofs. So to be up there uh, for to, and to watch it, it was, it was a somber, surreal experience. Like I said, one that I uh, was happy I got to see in a weird way. But nothing I ever want to do with it again, you know. Well, it did inspire you to go, though, again. Well, yeah, I mean... That, Which is where we found the Wrigley View rooftop. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, yeah, we... Uh, I wanted to go to a game, and I wanted to actually see the game. So, I did my homework. Well, actually, William, what did we try to do? Uh, the day after opening day, you came down, and I said, William, we're going to go sneak up on a rooftop. And I said, I got game, pal. So, I took 200, uh, like, 1020s out of my pocket, like 200 bucks. And I'm like, I'm buying us up on this rooftop. But you watch. You watch my moves, man. So we went all the way to the back. They were impressive. Went all the way in the back. And I said, how you doing? <laughs> uh, uh, we're checking in. And then they're about ready to stamp us and check our IDs or whatever. And then they said, well, what's your name again? And I was like, oh, uh, well, I didn't actually buy a ticket, you know. And she's like, oh, you need to buy a ticket. You got to buy a ticket 24 hours before. We can't do that. I can't believe that woman who did that. Oh, Betsy, come on. Come on, Which Betsy. Bet- we'll talk about Betsy in a minute. But uh, anyways, it didn't work. My game didn't work. It did not. It was close, but, you know. And we, and, uh, we basically walked down the street, and we went to Rizzo's Bar, where we met Rob and Ange, and hung out there. We had a little cabana. Yeah. It was awesome. And there was what? It was hot. William, was there more workers than there were people uh, there? Yeah. Sad. That part of it was sad. It really was. That was a sombering experience too. And uh, you know, we walked a couple of different other places, and they were all dead. And then we went home. And then we go to Wrigley View Rooftops. Now that's WrigleyView.com. Check them out. We highly support them. Oh, we're big, big fans. Yeah. So, so they're the ones right next door to the fire department. Exactly. It's ten fifty. Uh, Waveland Avenue, Waveland 1050 Avenue, yeah. Waveland Avenue, the building right next to the police station. Is it police? I thought it was fire. Oh, fire station. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, fire yeah, station, yeah. right next door. To, yeah. So uh, we go in the back, and sure enough, it's Betsy, <laughs> the one that said, no, you guys can't come in here. Who do you guys think you are? And I'm like, here, I got $200. Let us up. I mean, I did float the 200 bucks in the air. They weren't taking it. <laughs> they weren't having it. So I said, guess what, Betsy? We're back. But this time we're on the list. And, uh, <laughs> and basically, me and William went up to the rooftop. We told him uh, about Club 400. And then, uh, but let's talk about the rooftop. We went on the rooftop. What did you think of your rooftop experience? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I've only been on the rooftops a couple times. You haven't been up there a lot either, right? You Hardly ever. I, I'm being honest with you. I'm not a big rooftop yeah. fan because when I go to the game, I want to be like as close as possible and right. into the game. Yeah. So I, I, I avoid it. But For you the know, people who are going to the game just to socialize, 
It doesn't get any better than the rooftop, though. Well, yeah, exactly. So we went up there. Um, they were properly social distancing, so it was every other row. Um, you had to wear a mask until you were seated. Right. You know. Uh, so anyway, there's like four levels, three levels? Yep, three levels. Three levels, and uh, everybody was really well spread out. Of course, they only had about a quarter of the people that they normally have. But and uh, now, Nowadays, too, let's face it. Uh, when you're out in public, it's not like it used to be. Not you know, people are kind of more standoffish now, which they should be. Right. I mean, but it's just not that same old feel. That feel that I I, I miss and I long for, man. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was like three levels and uh, so and I had been to this one rooftop. I've only been to the rooftop a couple times. I was saying, and I was at this one actually twice before, and they didn't have the top level, and that's where you and I kind of started. Was at the very very top, and the view from that was incredible. Absolutely incredible the view of the field. Oh yeah! Except it was again sad because there was nobody in there except our good buddy John Benedict, who's who's knocking it out of the park. Which, by the way, if you notice, like John's not uh, isn't here now. Well, John got kind of big time. John's kind of a big deal. I know. We're watching him on TV right now. I mean, John used to call me all the time. John used to call me all the time. Now I can't get John to call me back. (laughs) So that's just how things change here. But that's what happens when you become the Wrigley. Organist. But, I mean, we're definitely, definitely proud of him. He's done, yeah. I mean, he's doing great, you know. I mean, I mean, he's got to watch, not all the games, but most of all of them right. from the best view, seat in the house. So, all right, so we're on the rooftop, we'll go to the top level. Uh, tip for those of you who might go and who are going uh, next Thursday, grab a seat right away. If you have a jacket or something, throw it on there. Because you're going to walk around and socialize and stuff, and you, we couldn't get a seat. Yeah, know? we could not get a seat. Which was which turned out to be fine. But the idea popped up during that. You're like, we got to have a Club 400 event here. Exactly. And then started talking to people who work there, like the manager, Mike. I said, hey, do you know who we are? Do you know? We have our own beer. <laughs> we have our own beer. Can you, do you believe that, William? Club have- 400 Ballpark Lager is a beer for all nine innings. Take me out to the ball game. This crisp, easy-drinking lager is perfect for a summer day amongst the bricks and ivy. Crafted at Crystal Lake Brewing, this beer is clean and refreshing with minimal bitterness so that you can celebrate a W in style. From Club 400, Cubs fans helping Cub fans, this baseball brew can be found at most places that sell beer in Northwest Illinois or from Crystal Lake Brewing. Beer master Ryan Clooney. Enjoy a beer or six-pack today, and please remember to drink responsibly. Did I forget to tell you, William? We have our own beer. Were we supposed to drink responsibly? Because I don't remember. Uh, if you call, like, tell them the, the, our car, we actually we drive it. We, dr- we actually drink responsibly because we had yeah. a car. We had a car True. drive us back. And when True. you call the guy up who was supposed to pick us up at 12 o'clock, and then you tell him 1 o'clock... And you ask for another half hour, then you get in trouble. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, but uh, by the way, I would like to tell you guys, too, one of the tr- treats of being on that rooftop before we go tell you about the f- rest of the fun of that night. But uh, Buena Beef actually caters it, and they did a hell of a job over there. We almost fell over when we walked in. We we're like, what? I was like, That's oh, my so God. Great. Free beer and Buena and Beef. And not just, like, beef, but they had the beef, the sausage, the meatballs. They had. Yep. 
And they, uh, All kinds of they, stuff. they're wearing masks and they package it up real nicely for yeah. you. They give you your condiments they, and they put that's it in as a much case. As you can and, eat. Yep. And keep going back. That's I my, went, I went back a few times. That's my only regret from the whole night. I wanted to get some combo thing and I forgot to go back down there. But anyway, so we're having a good time. We're really having a good, good, really and, solid time. And this, like I said, this is one of the reasons why I don't like the rooftops. And let's just go from there. Uh, one of the Mike, Mike from Wrigley View uh, Rooftops said, hey, the owner wants to speak to you down on the third floor. So That was in the third inning, third by the inning. way. And that's when our whole night changed. That's when we didn't go off the third floor again, <laughs> which is basically inside. And that's when we had to call our driver twice to delay him. We never left the third floor. <laughs> Did not. And it was so much fun, was it not? Can you tell me, if you were to describe Aiden, the owner of that rooftop, what would you say about him? Aiden is the best. There's no other. He's straight from Ireland. He's the owner of the building. He's the best. Actually, when we first got there in the third inning, he was sitting there like you might not get three words out of him. Yeah. By the time, like, the eighth rolled around, I think we were dancing with him and stuff. I'll tell you what, We were having the best time in the world. Sometimes in life you meet someone you never met, and you're just like, why haven't I hung out with this guy my whole life? That's how I felt with with Aiden, you know? Right. And Betsy. And, of course, Betsy. I mean, the whole staff, you know, the whole staff over there. uh, And, you know what? Here's the thing. We're doing a rooftop party up there. Great, great. This is not about that. I'm talking about overall. I'm, like, hoping to... Establish a relationship with uh, Wrigley View guys and Aiden, and we can do something once a year, maybe in the rooftops and throw a nice party and benefit somebody in Chicago or something like that, you know? So here's my favorite part. When we were talking to Aiden about, like, he's he's been there 25 years. I believe something right around there, right. But his motivation to do this and stuff, and it's not for the money. Like, he said he doesn't even make that much on it, you know? Um, it was, he loves, he's a people person. He loves people. Yeah, he does. And he loves baseball. And he happens to live in, in one of the rooftops. And buildings. I'll tell you one thing. If he ever listens to this, uh, he better get his butt over to club for harm because, uh, you know, we'll roll out the red carpet for Aiden, man, for sure. Can I just, to that point, real small, tiny point. What's the deal with people like from the city who think it's a lot further to come out here than vice versa? Well, don't you know, city people don't leave the city. They don't, except for now, You're maybe. Where? I think everybody's leaving the city nowadays. Right. But, but no, Can't if you if, there, if you live in Chicago, you know. Yeah, but they're like, where? Lake in the hills? What? <laughs> well, yeah, and you know what? That's why I tell Ricketts. You know, whenever anybody mentions anything to me to, to Ricketts, the first everybody tells me, "Oh, I can't believe it lives that far." But I say, Tom. I go to your stadium 40, 50 times a year, you know? So <laughs> so let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about Betsy. Baseball's America's pastime. Baseball. 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 You're listening to Club 400 Podcast, a show about Cubs fans for Cubs fans. Be sure to follow us on social media. We're active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, let's talk about our friend Betsy. Betsy, Beb, Betsy. Have you ever met anyone like her in your entire life? She's a socialite. She is. I've met, I've met a few, but I've not one like Betsy, though. She knows everybody. She knew a lot of the same people. And we you know. know why she knows everybody after spending an evening with her. Exactly. She's one that, you know, just like Aiden, they leave an impression on you. you right. Know? 
I mean, oh my god, it's. I'm kind of finding myself hard to describe what went on to make it so fun. It was just it was like awesome. a, it's like long lost family that never met. Yeah, and you know, they pretty had, much they had family members coming in like the whole time we were there. Right. It seemed like it was just family. Yeah, it seemed like it was all uh, one happy group. And, and then they, if, they you, if you notice, like, if, if you notice, all the workers came down there and, and right. came out and hung out too. So. Yeah. I think everybody did feel like, and that's the feeling I got the whole entire time I that's was there. That's how they treated know? us. And then the best thing, of course, overall, was the next day when they were calling, like, where are you guys? <laughs> like, we were supposed to come back exactly. the next day. It's like, do you know I live in the northwest suburbs? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, uh, join us for that rooftop. But our experience was there was great, and there's not that many games left. If you can, Okay, Club 400 tip. Are you ready for a Club 400 I tip? I am ready. We need a soundbite for that. For yeah, future yeah, shows. yeah. Because I got a lot of good cub tips. You do. So we need get a yeah. sound. Okay, make sure we get one. All right. But you didn't hear it from me. But the lot on Gray Street, if you go all the way to the back, no one's watching. That's my tip of the week. I'm not going to say it again, buddy. Act as if you've been there before. That's the only thing. Yeah, exactly. Just pretend like you belong there. But uh, if you go out there, be prepared for uh, something like you never seen. Dep- kind of depressing, but. You know, we all need to get our fixed. I got mine. You got yours, William. Um, but, yeah. Oh, by the way, we spoke with Mike Gomo from Joey's Song. We're going to be having a, a fundraiser for Joey's Song, which uh, our friend Mike Gomo, who supports also, Club for 100%, 100%. Yeah, he's been on the show before. Exactly. A long time ago. He was on the Fantasy Camp show right, with us. Yeah, right. And uh, Mike's great become guy. a great friend of uh, Club 400. And I consider him a partner, you know. Yeah, uh, he's a great You know guy. what? And the funny thing is, is we we have a lot in common. You know, Club 400, the reason why I named it Club was because of music, my passion for music. And Joey, was his passion was for music. So they're trying to raise mo- money through music for epilepsy. For ep- yeah, which so. I believe his son passed, passed, passed away, away from. from yep, yes. exactly. And uh, Mike does a, a wonderful job. He's uh, just a really, really good human being. Yeah. Like, Mike is, a, is an outstanding guy and a, one of those guys that I'm really happy I got to meet through Club 400. So we'll be talking about that uh, down the Next line. September shows, 16th it is. Six, yeah, so, put that so, on your calendar. It's going to yeah. be virtual as far as the, the music. So you'll be able to watch this from wherever you're at. Right. But we're talking about maybe pulling something together. Yeah, we're, we want to help raise some money for raise, epilepsy. Yeah, so. For Joey's song, for sure. And you'll be hearing about that down the line. And, uh, you know, as you guys all know, we are family here at Club 400. And one of our major guys that I love a lot, Noah Ramos, lost his father, Ariel Ramos, uh, to cancer. And he was actually, uh, today was the day that um, they said goodbye to him. And um, I want to tell you something, William, from the bottom of my heart, man. Uh, I went to his wake. And what I saw when I walked into that room, which, by the way, we walked in and the, the guys like you guys are gonna need to you know pay your pay your respects and go. I mean, there's too many people in here, you know. And uh, I walked in, and I've never been to a, an awake awake like that. Uh, just first of all, everybody decked out in cub stuff because of his father's love for the Cubs, you know. And he he came to Club 400 three or four times, and uh, everybody was like everybody was there to be with each other. You know, and it seemed like like I, nothing I've ever, ever walked into before where it just seemed like one big family in there. That was, and they all wanted to be with each other. You know, even though they couldn't, they had to be. So, yeah, Noah was going around trying to control the crowd and make sure everybody was socially distanced. 
everybody was wearing a mask and everything. People, you know, it wasn't like it was like anything, you know, but it was just, you know, everybody wanted to be there to say goodbye. Uh, you know, one thing I couldn't help notice was all the pictures uh, at Club 400 on the video screens and throughout, throughout the different layouts. And I'll tell you what, you know, it made me leave that night, um, you know, get a little fired up more than normal. Uh, it made me realize that, you know, it's not just the people who we raise money for. It's the people that come here and the good times we share together and what we're all about. It's Cubs fans helping Cub fans. And, uh, yeah, I just want to uh, make sure, you know, you, you know, we support you 100%, and uh, yeah, we love of, you, buddy. All of Club 400 is, is thinking about the whole Ramos family. Exactly. Days, and um, I'll tell you tough. what, Noah had a special bond with his father. When, when you saw those together, you knew they were best friends. So uh, we'll have to get uh, Noah out here soon. I did invite him to the rooftop. Uh, I don't know if he's going to come, but uh, he's uh, obviously welcomed. So we'd love to see him. And uh, so, yeah, we, hopefully we don't have any, you know, let's, let's concentrate on the good stuff. How about those cubbies, William? Holy cow. Uh, isn't that kind of funny? Way, this podcast is like 25 minutes long. We haven't even talked about the Cubs. And, by the way, since we've been on, they took a two-to-one lead. Yeah, there we go. And what are they? Eight and two right now. Eight and two. Eight and two as of tonight. And Actually, they're right now they they're win, winning. If they win tonight, they're going to be. Uh, it's a three-way tie for the best record in baseball. Can you believe it? Uh, I mean, what has been your take, William, overall on just this year's experience of watching baseball with the, everything that's going on—the fake noise, no fans. You know. Well, all right. First of all, I got to say my two favorite teams are the Cubs and the Minnesota Twins, and they're two of the three teams that have the best record. So I've seen nothing but winning baseball. Yes, it's very weird without fans. It's very weird with the delayed noise that they pump in and that kind of thing. But overall, the Cubs, you know what? I think they have a whole new fire in their belly like because Rossi's their manager. I think there's like a difference in the way that the – the veterans and the whole batting order is actually really producing well. And I think also the DH for the Cubs is as big as for any team in the National League. That's a huge, huge position. Right. Rizzo made a, a statement the other day that they know this team is going to get broken up in some one way or another. So they're, they're playing for each other, you know. And I thought that was a great point. And you can kind of tell. I mean, uh, you know, obviously the Cubs haven't had any of these virus issues, uh, none whatsoever. Um, and uh, th- this, you know, I'll tell you what, Danny, Danny obviously knows John Baker, and John Baker tells him a few things, and he tells me that these teammates have the ultimate respect for him, and their only goal right now is to win. And as a Cub fan, I'm really proud to, to see that these guys are, you know, taking this serious. Right. Did you see what Sousa sent out the other day? Steven Sousa Jr. No, I didn't see that. Um, so he sent out a tweet or a text or whatever, one of those. It must have been a, a tweet. And he's angry. He is pissed and actually calling out the Cardinals and the Marlins because it's, it's been found now that these teams went out. Um, the Cardinals actually went to a casino in Milwaukee when they were playing there. Stupid. And then they all started getting it. And what he was saying in not-so-nice terms is like, dudes, I'm on a one-year contract. Right. This is my livelihood, you know. And we're all – everybody who's playing in Major League Baseball right now who who decided to play this year is sacrificing and taking a huge risk. And so, you know, 
if you're like Sousa, who's probably on a more minimal kind of contract, a lot of these, a lot of these guys are. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, what? There's only tw- there's only twenty opt outs. Right. You know, there wasn't many. And um, then look at and then look at you know how the Cubs are playing, and if they you know if they keep this up and they get like a real shot at this, if this thing falls apart, in I mean, we're already a tenth. I mean, a sixth done with the season. There's right. only sixty games. This is game ten. I I've been watching. Except for the ones I actually go to, I've been, isn't? But on TV, I've been watching every minute, every out, every pitch, and I've been enjoying the hell out of it. You know what I enjoy more than anything, William, is waking up knowing there's going to be a game on that day. I mean, just knowing that I got three hours later in my day that I can watch a baseball game and relax. You know, and like just like that one game where uh, the one, I think it was the game two, the game three when they um, you know the, the bullpen came in and you know they blew that game. I was so mad, but I was so happy. I was just so happy because I cared again about something. You know? Right. No, it's and, great. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I'm one of those guys, you know, not like Al Yellen. Every day he's got an article out about you know, how baseball should shut down. I'm like, Al, come on, buddy. Let's let's try to be positive here. Right. You know? I need this. I think not only do I need it, I think you need it. I think everybody needs it. We need diversions. Thank God we got sports back. Basketball's back. NBA's back. You know what? There's something to turn the TV on at night besides Netflix. Yeah, exactly. So. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here, but then when we come back, let's talk about the Marquee Network and, and what you think about that. All right. Sounds good, buddy. And now they, you see all these people walking around with the Q-tips hanging from their earlobes, what are those, the, the iPods, right? I don't do iPods. I don't. I'm a. I'm come from you know the Walkman, right? You had the Walkman. You clipped it to your belt, the cord, and everything, right? I don't do iPods, right? And what are these people listening to? They're listening to podcasts, right? I know my favorite podcast is Club 400 podcast, right? Stories about Cub fans. I put that on in my Walkman. Right? Yeah. All right. Where yeah, the well, hell did you get that from? I called Sebastian. He's a local guy here. Was that Andrew Dice Clay? No, you know who that is, right? Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, yeah. Same guy. Yeah, isn't same it? guy. Yes. <laughs> 20 years later. Exactly. Same guy. <laughs> kind of, actually. <laughs> so, how do you feel about the marquee network? Well, I've, 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 I've had it the whole entire time. Yeah, but, but it's way different now. But the games. I, I think that you know. I think that these guys are learning because I've, I've been kind of watching these eight broadcasts, and you know, like the first game, the first couple games, they didn't have any like post game interviews with anybody on the field. Now, like last night, they had a post. You know, they had a lot more. Port- but I don't understand why they're not carrying the entire press. They could be doing a lot of things better, if you ask me. Of course, they could be. But I think that you know they're trying to get get through this pandemic. It's not what they had planned. Obviously, I mean, we're still doing video calls and chat calls and whatever else. So I think they're just trying to roll with it the best they possibly can. I mean, they're a, they're a new network, but they can't use their studio. Like they're going to use their studio, right, and they can't right. do a lot of things. So Yeah, there's a lot of things that are handcuffed yeah. by. But I will say this. If you recall when we were at the last— Did uh, you say you missed Kelly Crawl? I mean, oh, you didn't say that, did uh, you? Okay. No, oh, you sorry. read my mind again, though. Sorry. I totally miss her, man. <laughs> She's so good. I saw you looking at her signature, I think. I know. <laughs> Busted. Um, no, you know what? Remember when we went to the um, convention? By the way, it sounded really nerdy, dude. <laughs> Who's nerdy? No, that sounded really nerdy. Oh, about Kelly Girl? Well, no, go ahead. All right. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, you know, we went to the convention and we heard that presentation on the Marquee Network and stuff. Yeah. And one of the main reasons they're, they're, they started it, besides revenue, we all know revenue is at the core of probably every decision that's made, is because they were affiliated, not with just WGN, but uh, Fox Sports, whatever, Midwest. And right. there were like six or seven channels. And they had agreements with all of them that they couldn't do things unless they offered it to all the people that were in those uh, from those channels, which really hamstrung them as a network and stuff. So I think it's it's pretty cool what they're coming up with. I agree with you. They're at a big disadvantage because of the COVID, but they're going to get better once they get their studio back, once they get into the swing of things. They're starting to use a lot more of the former players. Grace was on last night and, yeah. you know, Dempster show, although repeated quite a bit, it's 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 really good. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll give them a little chance. Like I said, uh, at least uh, by opening day, uh, Comcast users got it. That put out a lot of fires out there, especially in the Twitter world, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I got to give them, give them, this year's kind of like a wash, you know, kind of, so. But speaking of washes, I think that's it for us tonight. William, is there anything else you want to throw out there before we uh, get off the air? Is there anything else? I do want to throw out one thing. All right. We have a new sponsor. Oh, my gosh. We do. Jeff. I'm so proud of this one, by the way. And we don't have a sound bit for them, but we're working on one. But they're so new. But... Jepson's Malort. All right. Love it. So I'm going to do just a little read that uh, I kind of made up. All All right. Club 400. I was going to say Club 400 Lager. Oops. (laughs) Club 400 Podcast brought to you by Jepson's Malort. Kick your mouth in the balls. Nice. Pretty good on, isn't it? Uh, I think Justin Wadelia says it's right. What does Malort taste like? Eating the top of a He-Man's head. I like that. Pretty much. Right? We, sh- we need to have a contest. I think we'll post something on Facebook this week, and we're going to ask people to give us their best, funniest description of Jepson's Malort. All right, let's and do it. And then we'll weave that into future shows. We'll no, I, no yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll also send you out a swag bag because I got like seven of them. Okay. So, yeah, so. We'll and maybe maybe if the, if the uh, saying is really good, Maybe we can get with obvious shirts and have a shirt made up with the best tagline. And by the way, it was Joe's birthday last week. Happy birthday, Joe. Obvious shirt. Uh, all right. One more thing. Chris Lake Brewery, Club uh, 400. We're going to do some official merch real soon. All right. Even some limited edition stuff. What? And uh, news to come, right? Lots of news. All right. We'll see you next week. We will be here next week, I promise you. Even if we have nothing to talk about, we will be oh, here. We'll have we're going to talk a little bit more about baseball, but our experiences. And, well, you know what? We'll probably air our next one after the rooftop game. Go Cubs, go. Thanks, guys.